Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Line. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How the hell you doing? Oh, man, where do we even start? Um, hold on. Let me get a sip of my Yeti Cooler. Not a sponsor of the podcast, but I'd really love for them to be because I love their cool products. Oh, God, I'm on my usual grind. I'm thirstier than ever. My buddy Raymond just left today. He was here for a cool six days and I, I got to apologize to him. I feel bad. He was kind of here when I was stressed out and, um, you know, we're still kind of living through some construction chaos and I just felt bad. I know he was like, oh, he at one point he goes, you need to calm down. I was like, you're right. I do. But we had a great little getaway. We went to Asheville, North Carolina with my other buddy, um, Jared and Hayden, who are fantastic folks. We went to the Grove Park Inn, great spot. It's a really famous hotel in um, Asheville. And, and it was nice to get out. You know, it was nice to get that crisp mountain air. It was 15 degrees cooler up there. So it truly was lovely to like maybe sort of need a light sweater at night. I was so here for that change of pace. But that, that's what's up. Uh, we were wheeling and dealing. We had a nice time, nice stay. I got a massage for the first time since quarantine. I hadn't gotten rubbed down. And I felt like, listen, shout out to the state of North Carolina. Y'all are not fucking around. Everywhere we went, people were wearing masks. You felt very safe. The hotel did a great job when you're checking in, you know, asking questions, uh, masks everywhere. It was just great. Like everybody was on board and was just like, cool, if we're going to go out in public. Most of the places we ate outside, we had one place inside, but everything felt really safe. And, you know, you wore your mask when you got up to go to the bathroom and took it off at the table. Like just fucking be a fucking cordial person. You know what I mean? So that was nice and refreshing. That was great. We got away. Listen, y'all, I got to fucking tell y'all though. I got a massage and I love a deep tissue. I've told you this before. I want to leave bruised, beaten, you know, slightly unwell. Like if I leave and I'm kind of nauseous from the massage, it did its job. Like, don't just get that lymphatic drain. I need you to maybe like move my kidneys around just because they need to be jiggled up. I'm sure they need like a refresher. You know what I'm saying? Long story short, though, my uh, shout out to Lydia, who was my massage therapist. And we were talking and she was like, I feel your energy. I was like, girl, a lot of people tell me this. She's like, no, 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 no. She said, I think you might be an empath. I'm like, what? What do you mean I'm an empath? 
Now, an empath is usually somebody who can like receive messages, receive spirits, rebuked in the name of Jesus. I said, no, no, no. The only person who can give me a direct line to the Lord is the Lord himself. The term empath comes from empathy, which is the ability to understand the experiences and feelings of others outside of your own experience and perspective. You actually sense and feel emotions as if they're a part of your own experience. In other words, someone else's pain and happiness becomes your pain and happiness. Wow. Okay, which makes sense because I have a lot of empathy. Oh, this should have made sense. Literally, everyone's Heather, everyone says, Heather, you're very empathetic. Like I, I'm able to get on people's levels and relate to them. That's why I'm not a hot-headed person. Like I've been burned a lot by people because I'm like, well, I know, you know, why fucking Linda was being a cunt that day because she's divorcing her husband and it really wasn't about me, even though I've allowed people to treat me poorly and be manipulative towards me because I just let things roll off my back because, well, I'm an empath. But Lydia, literally, I lay on the table. She's reading my energy. She goes, you're a Pisces. I know it. She's like, Aries rising, Virgo moon. I was like, bitch, you read me. And I kind of clenched my asshole a little bit because I got nervous. I said, maybe this is a test. You know, maybe this is a moment where bad spirit's going to try and see if they can infiltrate my heart and my soul. And I clenched my asshole enough that they at least weren't getting in that way. And I had a mask on. He couldn't get through my nose or mouth. So really it was only the ears. So I was like, okay, I'm going to listen, but you know, stay on my guard. But anyways, we ended up having a lovely conversation. She just said, I felt your energy. She did some Reiki, I believe, energy. And she just said, you have great energy. So I want y'all to know, even though I feel so fucking tired because I don't know when we're going to get out of this fucking shit show. I'm so sorry, y'all. I'm cursing a lot today. I apologize. That's going to be the number one note I get from somebody. It's going to be like, wow, potty mouth, Heather. (laughs) Sailor mouth. (laughs) Are you still at your house? Staring at your family, wondering what the fuck is going on? Then shut up. Okay, I got to tell you about this wild time though that we had in Asheville. So if you've never been to Asheville, it's beautiful. They have the historic Biltmore Estate there, which we got kicked out of. I'll get to that in a second. It's just really gorgeous. It's great restaurants. They're known for their breweries. So if you don't like beer, I mean, I guess you can get wine there, but truly like it's a big beer town. So we went up there just to have like a nice fresh mountain air experience. And, but everybody's like hippie and cool and artsy and funky. Everybody fucking drives a Subaru. I mean, like if you don't drive a Subaru, people make fun of you. I saw like one Toyota there. It's all fucking Subarus. You know, the girls wear a little patchouli. Everyone has a Tiva or a Chaco soft sandal. You know, that's you could go mountain hiking in these sandals, but they're open-toed if you want to get some vitamin D, you know, on your toesies. People barely wear makeup. It's a granola town, right? And live, laugh, love, do your thing. A lot of salt life. Well, not even salt life. Life is good stickers. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, bro? Life is good. Oh. So anywho, um, but they have a couple problems. And I'm going to point these out. If anybody knows the mayor of Asheville, I just want them to be aware of the things that I observed. A lot of loose dogs, but they seem to be, someone owns them. We saw three dog attacks. I'm not even kidding you. We were at one of the breweries and my friend Natalie, she had her French bulldog with her. And, you know, her it was a baby puppy about the same size as Riggs. He went to just kind of like, you know, the dogs smell each other and this fucking wolf dog. We saw so many wolf dogs. I don't know if these are actual wolves that have now been domesticated. These were not like a German shepherd. It wasn't a fucking normal breed. I literally looked at my friend. I was like, I looked at Hayden. I was like, that's a fucking wolf. Like coyote, wolverine, whatever the fuck it is. That's not a normal dog. He fucking went, like, tried to jump. 
at the Frenchie butter and we grabbed butters. I was like, no, 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 no. And the owner who had like half a shaved head kind of looked at me and was like, what? I was like, you need to control your dog. So first thing, a Frenchie almost gets bit. My friend's Frenchie. Then we're literally just left that brewery. We're walking to the restaurant. We're walking behind this, this lovely lady has two beagles on a leash. I see another Wolverine dog. Couldn't fucking tell you. Not a Husky, not a German Shepherd. Was on a 35 foot leash. No reason. She should have, he or she should have been on this leash. The woman with the two beagles was looking to the right to see if she could cross the street. So she did not see this other dog that was like sitting under a patio bar. Next thing you know, this fucking wolf comes charging towards these beagles. Literally fucking just biting them, tearing them apart. The, the hippie lady's like, God damn it. Carl, grab the dog, grab the dog. Now, at this point, the Wolverine dog is now all, has broken off its 35-foot leash. A dog should never be on that much of a tethered leash. Like, get the fuck out of here. Keep it close to you. So this poor lady with the beagles is like trying to grab her beagles. She's getting bit. There's a bunch of guys from the bar that tried to intervene. And we're all just standing there on the fucking sidewalk. Like, what the fuck do we do? My mouth is agape. I don't know what to do. I'm like, oh my God, I'm witnessing this beagle just get mauled. They got it under control. And I'm in a course in a soft wedge. If I go running towards the beagle, I'm going to slip in the wood chips and then we're really going to have a problem. Then I'm dinner. You know what I mean? That wolf is going to take one look at me and be like, oh, this dumb bitch, I'm about to bite. Then we saw another dog, another Wolverine dog just roam in the streets. And I looked at my buddy Jared. I go, pull the Tahoe around. I'm not fucking around. You know what I mean? I got attacked by a German shepherd in uh, Beverly Hills about four years ago. I, had a, I wouldn't even really call her a friend. This girl, I was at her house and I was swimming in the pool and she had this fucking annoying German shepherd who only spoke German. Like this dog was not street legal. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that. He jumped in the pool. I don't know if it was to play with me or maul me and I, he scraped the entire side of my body and I had to get out of the pool because there was just blood rushing everywhere. So I, I get a little nervous around the Wolverine's long-haired pups. I just do. I digress. I say all that. Just kept seeing the craziest fucking shit. And I had this moment where I was like, is this another test? My masseuse just told me, you know, I might have spirits. I might have spirits trying to infiltrate my body. Now I'm saying maybe there's an illegal dog ring happening in this town. And then a child fell in a manhole. Okay. I am not making this up. Somebody was like, why didn't you put this on Instagram? I'm like, cause I can't fucking put a random kid who fell in a manhole on Instagram. So what happened was we went and got barbecue. The barbecue place only had seating outside, but with no umbrellas. It was super hot that day. So we said, fuck it. We're getting out of town. Let's sit in our air conditioned Tahoe and we'll have our barbecue here. So Ray and I are in the back seat, Hayden and Jared in the front. And then I'm literally looking out my window to the left. I'm in the behind the driver's side to my left because I see that the, there's, you know, like one of those water survey guys. Like he literally picks up the manhole and he was spraying something like, you know, that blue chalk paint on the sidewalk and coming towards our car. So, of course, I'm like, oh, I just want to see what the guy was doing. Literally in a split fucking second, in a split fucking second. This guy has just picked up the manhole. He literally turns to place it down and a child falls in the fucking well. It's, you know, just like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle manhole. You know, just one small. It wasn't deep because she just hit down to like the top of her knees. But it just happened in a split second. Like there's no way I could have stopped it. Next thing I know, I look up. The guy looks up. This kid's in the hole. I'm fucking dying. I'm like, oh my God, baby Jessica's in the well. If you know that reference, this kid fell in a well, took like three years to get her out. It was a whole fucking thing. This happened in 87. It was a big deal. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on in this town? 
The kid starts crying. The parents help around. And of course, again, I'm like, is the universe testing me? Was this my, I should have helped? What would you do moment? You know, one, we're in COVID. You can't just run up on people and, and, and help them. And the parents were there. I can't get out and then, you know, act like the parents don't know what they're doing. Did the mom walk her child directly into that hole? Absolutely. Because you were coming up the hill. You saw the guy doing the thing. And if you weren't paying attention, then maybe you shouldn't walk in general. We were laughing so fucking hard because we just, you know, when somebody gets hurt and you just, you don't know what else to do except laugh. Like I was just fucking crying in the car. I'm like, we just saw three dog fights. Literally almost got mauled by a mountain lion. And now a kid's in a hole. I got to get the fuck out of here. I was like, we got to scram. Of course, we hit the restoration hardware outlet on the way out of town. But I was like, we need to go now. It was insane. And of course, the guy who's like working for the city, literally, he kind of like, he couldn't see us in the car. He did the deepest eye roll like, fuck, God damn it, Jim. Damn it. Well, this little girl, Emily's going to own the city of Asheville. <laughs> I thought about rolling down the window and being like, call an attorney, sue the city. But then I was like, Asheville already is just like under a lot of stress right now between the mountain lions And, you know, the hippies giving massages who are, you know, reading people's asshole auras. It was just a lot. You know, I wanted to get away and feel relaxed for two days, but I realized I kind of just drank too much and I was too stressed out about what was going on. So I will say all of that being said, after the kid fell in the hall, I said, we got to go. We got to, we got to get back to mother earth, you know, stopped by a great little place called Jay Moore Farms on the way home. Shout out to Jay Moore Farms in uh, somewhere up in North Georgia. Got some great preserves. I'll tell you what, you take me to a place like a roadside roadside stand with some preserves, some jams, some jellies, a peach salsa. I'll give you all my monies. I left with a Vidalia onion salad dressing. You know how fucking good that shit's going to be on a tender, on an extra crispy tender? I'm all about that life. And so that was a lot of fun. Got a lot of goodies there. Spent $78 at a roadside stand. Didn't even know you could do that, but somehow I did it. So that's where we're at. You know what I mean? I got sauce for my tenders for days. Saw a child fall in a hole. Had somebody read my aura and saw a dog fight. So it was a wild three days away. It did feel good to get out, but I definitely say um, it feels nice to be back on solid ground. And then I came in the house and my mom told me I look bloated and we are back at square one. Oh God. I feel like this is just one of those weeks really leading into August. Like I can't believe we're in fucking August. This is bizarre. This is wild. How is this happening? I feel like in, you know, April and May, we were like, okay, it's okay. We're this fall. We're going to be back to school, back to football. (laughs) It's going to be great. Like we're going to be good. And now we're approaching it. I mean, August is yeah into summer, but to me, because We always went to school in the South. You go back to school like August 5th. It's the beginning of fall. Even though it's, you know, hot until fucking Thanksgiving, it's the beginning of fall. And I just, you know, I've had this conversation with a couple of my friends where it's just like, where is the light at the end of the tunnel, brah? Don't tell me we have to wait for a vaccine. This is, this is too much. And I've been doing my part. I'm staying home. I'm taking care of my mom. I'm doing, you know, the projects. I'm trying to entertain you from afar. But fuck, I just really hit a wild kind of emotional wall being like, I got to get out. And I read something interesting from a doctor who said, listen, this is the time because they're kind of worried about everybody not having any sense of immunity because you haven't been getting out. Like hug your dog, tongue to tongue. Like I let rigatoni kiss me all day long. You need those germs. 
you need to get those germs at least. And the doctor said, so hug your dog, hug your pets, roll around in the mud with them and then get out and get some fresh air. But you know, I don't fucking know. I just need to know like, fuck, please tell me. Please tell me I can get married next year. Tell me we're going to get through this somehow. You know, we're gearing up for the election and that, you know, that's going to be just a shit show. It doesn't matter who you're supporting. It's going to be an absolute shit show. Like I thought that, you know, maybe we'd be good by September. You know, that's what's up. Where has this year gone? This entire year is a dumpster fire. Light it on fire. What have we accomplished? Pretty much nothing. I don't know. I'm not trying to mean it sound negative. I just had a little perspective after watching a child fall in a manhole. And I just got to be honest with you. They kind of felt like this year. It's like if we started in January, February, I did this big showcase in LA. I went to Asia. I was getting ready for a wedding. And then I fucking fell in the manhole, as did everybody else. And we don't know how to get out. And don't worry, the child did get out. But, you know, that's the fucking vibe of the year. Mandy's in the manhole, bitch. Didn't even see it coming. That's it. That's on God. Didn't even see it coming. Okay. You know what? Let's turn it around. I got to hear what other ding dong things y'all are getting yourselves into. As always, you can call into the hotline. I love you. I miss you. Um, I love these hotline calls because they're just truly dumber than ever. And uh, I need this in my life. You know what I mean? It's what I need. The absolute not line is 800-213-7503. Let's get into these voicemails. As always, you can call in, bitch and complain. Let me know what's good. You've got an absolute yes, please. By all means, I'd love some positivity. Love and light. Let's get into the voicemails. Hi, Heather. It's Hannah from Raleigh, North Carolina. Absolutely not to your three-year-old child eating an entire box of chocolate laxatives. And your husband not even realizing what happened. I woke up to an empty box on my couch after I walked out of my bedroom and my husband oblivious saying that he saw the box but didn't know that it was completely full. I immediately get my infant daughter out of her crib and call the poison control number to ask if my child was going to make it through the day without completely being in utter pain. (laughs) Thankfully, he was fine. He had a couple episodes that day, but it was much better than what we had thought that it was going to be like. I don't know how much longer I can keep putting up with this in quarantine. I I don't know. I don't know. I need help. I need prayers. I need anything that you can you can send me, please. Just wanted to say that I'm sorry that Biltmore didn't allow you to go and see their property. As a North Carolinian, I apologize. Um, It is a nice facility. I hope you enjoyed your weekend. Otherwise, but we're surviving. Not really thriving, but just surviving. Anyway, love you. Oh my God. Okay, first of all, Hannah from Raleigh, I just need you to know, I can hear the pain in your voice. I can sense it. I feel it. Oh my God, you are going through it. Truly, you have such a kind cadence to your voice. The tone, everything about it is just this just soft tenderness. And I can hear that you are literally on the verge of just burning down the entire house. Okay, so let's just back things up. Your sweet baby infant ate all the laxatives. And here's the thing. I was actually having this conversation with Ray last night. Men, gay or straight, cannot multitask. This is why women, one, we need a woman president, but this is why women can do everything. 
Of course, you could have a baby on your hip, opening the mail, cooking dinner, organizing a closet, filing your taxes, and shooting some pool all in the same time. However, your husband probably couldn't sit on the couch, watch The Simpsons, and watch your baby at the same time. And like I hear, and it's it's not calling him out as a bad father. I'm sure he's a terrific father. But it's just that men are missing the chromosome, the wiring. There's something missing where they can't do like three things at once. And God made us different and it's a beautiful thing. But sometimes when it comes to the observation or being observant during childcare, it gets extremely frustrating because you're like, what do you mean you didn't notice that little Timmy had chocolate all over his face. We don't have any chocolate in the house and your laxatives are gone. Terry, you know what I mean? This is a very Terry thing to do. I don't know if that's your husband's name, but Hannah and Terry from Raleigh, that sounds like a cute little, sounds like a cute couple. And of course you wake him up, the baby up, you're calling poison control, having that oh shit moment, literally an oh shit moment, panicking. Terry's over there like, well, I didn't know. He could have gotten into it. He could have not. And you're like, God damn it, Terry. I gave you one fucking job. Terry is one of those names where it's very easy to just like get mad at a Terry. You know what I mean? Like, Terry, where's the dog, Terry? Again, that's probably not your husband's name. But in this in this moment, I feel like he needs to be a Terry. I'm so glad your baby's okay. Thank God. I am praying for you. I'm praying for baby. I'm praying for Terry that he gets his shit together. Like towards the end of that voicemail, just the sheer honesty and transparency in your voice saying, I'm, please pray for me. <laughs> I just, we can't, I'm surviving. I'm not even thriving. Like when I say the phrase, guys, I am surviving. I am not thriving. It's usually in like a funny tone. You literally said, I'm surviving, not thriving. Like in the most, I'm at my wits end. I've just had seven bottles of Chardonnay. We're not going to make it. The sheer honesty in that voice was so unbelievable. Also, thank you for also agreeing that you think it's bullshit. They didn't let us into the Biltmore estate. The way you even said that, I'm sorry they wouldn't let you in the Biltmore estate. Us North Carolinians are real nice people. I mean, that's the funniest shit. Hannah, you just left one of the best voicemails of all time. And I'm so glad your baby's okay. But listen, you know, I, I've said this before with Jeff. When, before we got Rigatoni, we had Bronson. I know it's a dog. It's a totally different thing. But I feel like women just have, we, we have that understanding. We can hear what's going on eight rooms over. And Bronson was down in the basement and in his finished basement at the time. So we were like letting him run around do his thing. And I could hear him chewing on something. I swear to God, I was in the laundry room that's off the kitchen doing laundry. And Jeff is literally sitting downstairs on the couch with Bronson watching TV. And I yelled down to him. I said, hey, babe, Bronson has something in his mouth. I can hear it. He's like, no, he's good. And I ran down the stairs because I just said that since Bronson was two seconds away from choking on like a Dasani water bottle cap. And Jeff was like, how did you hear that? I'm like, because I'm a fucking woman. Mother's instinct. Mother's milk. Literally, the dog was on the L shape of the couch, three and a half feet away from Jeff, and he could not figure it out. I'm over here doing a, you know, delicate wash 
of my undergarments and I can hear the dog chewing on something. It's not, you know, are women better than men, vice versa, but we are. And uh, that's on God. Jeff has to use baby needles to get blood drawn. And I thought he was lying. And then we went to the doctor because we both got like the COVID antibodies test and they literally had to bring out a baby needle. I'm like, I have been picked, prodded, been held open, you know, steak tongs for somebody to look at my cervix. I mean, Call me when you've really been dissected, okay? So, Hannah, I understand the exasperation in your voice. You asked Terry to do one fucking thing. And now you got your son. Didn't catch his name. Let's call him Tyler. Tyler's over there shitting a brick because he thought he was just munching on a little candy. I mean, it's insane. Honey, my heart goes out to you. I'm lighting a candle. I'm saying a prayer all the way from the great state of Georgia to the great state of North Carolina. I'm thinking of you. We've got to get through this. We got it. We have to. We got to get through this. Love and light says, let's get to the next voicemail. Hi, Heather. Amy from Atlanta here. And I was just doing my lunch break Instagram scrolls today. And I got absolutely shaken up by a critical 2020 political issue that I think no one's talking about. And that's celebrity balloon waste. It's an absolutely not for me. Sierra just had her third child and her home was bombed by balloons twice since this child's been born. And it's outrageous to me between her recent posts and then previous just sickening Kardashian birthdays where balloons are just everywhere. I think it's just gotten to a point where I needed to speak out against the gross overuse of latex balloons at celebrity life events. Um, I mean, I'll give you a balloon arch, maybe a photo wall, maybe tie a bouquet on the mailbox, but the entire home is nonsensical. So absolutely not to gross latex balloon usage among celebrities. Thank you. Amy. (laughs) (laughs) Amy, this is so funny to me. I had no idea where you were going with this voicemail. I was like, oh, it's a beautiful thing. Sierra just had her third baby. Love and light. This is great. I didn't think that you were taking a turn towards the latex uh, balloon misusage. Uh, Wow. Very specific. These are the kind of absolutely nots I love. You're harboring on something. It's kept you up at night. You have specific questions about this. So let's break it down. Hey, I kind of agree with you. I think it's an absolutely not because environmentally, I don't know what the fuck's happening with these balloons. You know what I mean? And also could, is the same latex in a balloon, the same you'd use for a condom? Could we maybe be passing these out to horny teens to get them, you know, to stop the teen pregnancy rate. I don't know really how any of that's manufactured, Uh, but I agree. Very aggressive balloon usage. It's almost like now you can't even have, if you have a baby shower and you don't have a, you know, a fucking red carpet, a photo booth. It's got to be a black and white photo booth that makes your skin look like completely poreless, you know, where you don't even have a blemish, a dimple, anything. If you don't have a full red carpet, full photo booth, some sort of like fondue, you know, everybody's got to put their hand in the pot. Then then everyone hates you. They're like, well, why should I even come to this party? You know, the Kardashians love a friggin' balloon wall. Remember it was what, like four or five years ago when Kanye gave Kim that entire giant wall that what I believe is what they use as the backdrop, um, the arch, if you will, at their wedding. He redid it in their house. And it's like, we get it. Okay. It's the same thing with the balloons. I mean, it's it's highly probably toxic for the environment. You know, what's really wild too is a lot of these celebrities have been posting these outrageous parties. Like Cardi B, you know, Cardi B and Offset, they don't give a fuck. They're partying. Cardi, the last thing she's concerned about is coronavirus or COVID. She had a huge party for um, culture, her baby. And I mean, it was just, it, it, it's like these parties get out of control. 
Listen, I'm going to tell you something. Don't ask me how I know this. A friend of a friend was hired. Like the Kardashians sit down and they have like full hired dinners. Like not just like a chef to come in, like a party planner to do dinners because they're competitive with like who does the dinners. They literally will hire, you know, a catering company that's like a specific party planner just to do like Taco Tuesday. So it's not just a caterer like, hey, I'm calling Taqueria del Sol and I'm like, hey, I want to get, you know, make me a spread. No, no, no. They have a full party planner come and set the table because that's how competitive it is for these fucking, you know, the Tuesday night suppers, if you will, with the fucking family. I mean, if you aren't comfortable enough to come to my house and I throw down a paper plate, then what are we doing here? You know, now I like to eat off good china. I love, you know, a a real plate, a real fork. I think I've said this before on the podcast. They say a silver spoon in your mouth. It's not actually because it just means you're rich, but silver, like colloidal silver is actually very good for you. And so they say, oh, she was born with a silver spoon in her mouth. She had enough money to have silver that would then keep her from getting sick. So I don't like to eat with a plastic fork. If I can avoid it, I'm more of a silver spoon kind of gal. Get that colloidal silver, three squirts in the back of the throat. You're cooking with gas. But if you're not comfortable enough to just come to my house and eat out of the Chipotle burrito bowl, maybe you put the Chipotle burrito bowl on a plate because you know, I mean, they've got great biodegradable packaging, but every time, no matter how many times I ask them to drain the beans, they always get soggy. And we have a Chipotle less than a mile from my house. So I don't know how I get the Chipotle to go. I get it home and it's the, the beans are falling through the, the bottom of the barrel. We order out. I'm going to let you put your bowl on a nice plate for bean drippage. But other than that, you should be able to come to my house, sans balloons. You know, I'm not going to have a flower fucking wall and just be able to sit down and eat. I agree with you. I fully agree with you. It's unacceptable. And maybe we need to have a bigger conversation. Thank you, Amy from Atlanta for bringing this up. Why can't we all just sit around the fucking table and eat to go food like normal fucking people? And if you own a balloon company and you really think I'm about to crush your business, I'm sorry. And I support you wholeheartedly. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hello, Heather. This is Lacey from Tennessee. Um, you probably don't remember me, but I met you actually down in Fort Lauderdale when you did your uh, first tour. Well, I guess it's your only tour. It was incredible. Thank you so much. We had the best time. Anyways, I'm on such a struggle bus that my struggle bus is going full speed off a cliff. I've got a meeting on Monday to talk with the school about if my child is going to school, what would it look like? What are the times? How many kids are in his class? I'm in such beggars can't be choosers mode If they tell me, Lacey, the only school we have right now is for witches and goblins, I would say, all right, all right, we're in. I'm going to put holy water in his sippy cup, duct tape a Bible to his chest, and write not today Satan in his lunchbox and send him on his way. That's where we're at. Love you. Mean it. All right, Lacey from Fort Lauderdale. Thanks so much for uh, coming out and seeing me on the road. Fuck, I miss touring. I've said it earlier. I mean, I miss it. I miss being on the road. Didn't do a show in Fort Lauderdale. I'm wondering if you came to the show in Lake Park or the one in Tampa. That was a fucking wild ride. But thank you for the sweet words. We have a good time on the road. You know, I miss doing comedy shows and meeting people. So uh, hopefully we can, you know, fuck, get out at some point. 
<laughs> but here, let's get to the, the 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 meat of this. Absolutely not. So you're a mom trying to figure out if your kids are going back to school. I have, you know, 600 new voicemails a week, which I know sounds crazy, but y'all call me drunk half the time. So you forget you call me. And so many of the voicemails were like, what the fuck am I going to do? Am I sending my kids back to school? Am I not? Am I a bad parent? Because if I have to look at my child one more time, I'm going to throw them off a bridge. Like I get why moms snap. I do. I don't have a child on my own. Am I saying that, you know, I'm justifying why a mom drives her kids off a bridge in a minivan? No, I'm not. But some things like some of the moms are like, oh, oh, we haven't had a break. Like it's sort of kind of lining up. You know what I mean? It's like I blame them, but I was like, don't blame them, you know? And I'm, of course, just referencing the lady who drives her kids off a bridge. Fuck. I know that's dark, but we have to giggle. Here's the deal. Listen, I'm not in the same position, but all of my girlfriends who have kids right now are like, they're like, we don't care. I'll send my kid in bubble wrap with uh, a gas mask. Like, I just got to get these kids out of my fucking hair. And I know that the serious conversation is whether or not it's safe for them, really whether it's safe for the, the, the teachers and all the adults and the admins who are at risk. I'm not trying to have that conversation. I totally get that nobody has a fucking idea what to do. Okay. And that's really it. But in your case right now, Lacey, you're like, I can't, I just can't handle these kids. I don't blame you. You know, and here's the thing. So many of these moms are trying to work full-time jobs. You can't have teach one of your kids fifth grade, the other one third grade and be expected to perform at work. There's just no fucking way. This is why when you meet people who have been homeschooled, you get it. Listen, no hate, no shade to people who are homeschooled, but a little hate and shade. And I'll tell you why. If you've met somebody who's homeschooled for like a hot second, you know, maybe for two years of their life, maybe they were like playing traveling sports and the sports took precedent. I get that. But kids who are just homeschooled because their parents were into it, you can spot them a mile away. You know what I'm saying? Like you're like, okay, Caroline, I know you. You homeschooled. It's just they they walk differently. They talk differently. It's a vibe. I know I'm going to get some fucking crazy person calling me being like, homeschool education as a personal experience. And I'm like, great, sure. But for right now, the majority of like 99% of parents are just like, I. this is why I send my child to school so that I still love them. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know what the answer is. I don't even think it's a political conversation. I think it's a, nobody knows what the fuck is going on. We're basically where we were like a month ago where I said on the episode, I was like, what, what, what the fuck's going on? Does anybody know? No one knows. No one knows. So I don't blame you. I hear you. You're saying if, you know, the school said, hey, this is now a school for wizards in witchcraft. Do you still want to send your kids here? You'd be like, yep, sign them up. I'll get them a witch hat and a broom. See you on Monday. I'm sure, Lacey, you're getting, you know, fights with other parents. You got one next door to you who's like, I'm not sending my kids back. You got the other one who's like, my kids are already at school and it's not even open. I just drop them off at the playground every day and then pick them up eight hours later, give them a snack pack. I'm not a parent, so I can't chime in there, but I hear the exasperation. Nobody knows, but you're doing the right thing by, you know, at least going up and meeting with the school, I guess, and seeing what the hell they're going to do. And you know what sucks? There was nothing better than buying new outfits for school. My favorite thing in the world was when, you know, the two weeks before school, but this is before we got uniforms and then we had uniforms and it was like, that was the greatest thing ever. But my dad would take me to like the limited because, you know, I can never shop at limited too. So in like the fifth grade, I'd be in the limited and like a solid size six khaki that had to be hemmed because I hadn't hit my growth spurt yet. And I'm, I was in like a women's medium soft tee. You know, the buttery soft tees that you would get at the limited. I get one in like a pale yellow and then tuck it in to a pair of like soft khakis. 
soft chinos, if you will. You know, I wondered why I didn't have a boyfriend for a hot second there in the fifth grade. But the best was my dad. My dad was one of those guys. He didn't want to run the day-to-day, you know, dumb errands. And I think most dads are like that. And my dad was so kind and so sweet and supportive. And so we would go shopping and my sister would be, you know, who's three years older than me would be all at cool kid stores. And I'd be at the straight up Uptons. Y'all remember fucking Uptons? Uptons was the best. I think you only had Uptons if you're from the South. It's like Parisians and Uptons. And you would go into these department stores. I would be buying like a like a structured blazer and a penny loafer because I was going through a very intense power lesbian phase in my life. And my dad would sit in a chair and he'd be like, Heather, goddamn, those khakis look great. Buy 10 pair of them. My mom, you know, you were lucky if she let you buy like one pair of shorts and I never had the kids that were the can or I had the canvas kids. I wanted the kids that were leather that you could just wipe off. But instead, my mom was so cheap that I had to get the, the kids that you had to throw in the washing machine. And she really only let me throw them in the washer dryer like once every three months because they were so fucking loud. You know, they just like roll around in the dryer like clunk, 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 clunk. And it gave everybody a headache. So I used to cry all the time like, mom, can I please, can I please just get the kids with the leather canvas? Not that leather canvas, fuck, you know what I'm saying? And then of course, one trip to the mall with my dad and he buys me six pair because he's like, you need them. They're snazzy. Do they fit? How's the arch support? Good. Do a couple laps in here in the Uptons real quick. Great, Heather. I think this is going to be great for the playground. And I come home with like 16 bags of the same pair. You know, I, I once I found a pair of pants that fit, and I do that now, I buy 16 pair of them. That's just what I do. Because I, I don't have the privilege with these large shoulders of going to a store and just picking something off the rack. I have to get it tailored, sew two shirts together. That's just, that's, you know, the cross I have to bear. And so my dad, would I'd come home with like 16 bags of stuff from the Limited or Express. Fuck, you remember Express? Meanwhile, my sister's a wet seal buying 18 fucking patchouli chokers and crop tops. And I'm in a full, you know, wool sweater set, size large, women's large. <laughs> and my mom would get so pissed. She'd be like, God damn it, Kyle, these kids don't eat all this shit. And he'd be like, no, Heather looked great. And I'd have like 65, same shirt and just like a pewter, like a pewter yellow, a bad like hunter green. When I really need to be probably in more of a pastel. So just kind of that off grayish color that just wasn't flattering on anybody. And then when you tucked it into your khakis with a duckhead belt, oh my God, that, those were thriving days. The reason I say all this is that was the best part of going back to school. God, this whole fucking year's a shit show. I miss doing that shit. Buying back to school shit. I'm sorry, I just took a real voyeuristic turn down memory lane, but I needed to get that off my chest. I miss those days. So listen, I don't blame you for, you know, not knowing what the fuck to do. Good luck going to the school. I'm going to say a prayer. I know it's a very controversial subject and I don't have kids, so I don't know what there is to say. And I'm not a teacher. You know, I support everybody being safe and healthy, but man, some of these parents are losing it. And I don't, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Let's get to the next voicemail. Thanks for calling. Hi, Heather. This is Catherine from Keller, Texas. I have an absolutely not for you. I just recently house sat for an acquaintance and come to find out that her neighbor has been texting her the entire time of where I was and who was parked in front of the house for how long and telling her the color of the people's hair and basically what they look like of the people coming in, one including my mother. I feel like that's kind of a violation of my privacy. I mean, they already had cameras in the house. So yeah, that's my absolutely not to uh, snooting neighbors. Thanks. Love ya. Can't wait to see your show in October. Love you. Bye. Catherine from Keller, Texas. Thanks for calling in the hotline. Okay, here's the deal. 
I got this feeling somebody's watching me and that's your friend. This is some shady boots. Absolutely not business. Let me get this straight. Friend says, hey, I'm going out of town. Can you watch my crib? You go, great, sure. You know that there's cameras in the house, obviously. I mean, maybe they have young kids. Maybe they have pets. So you respect that. You know, you're not walking around the kitchen topless. Big brother's out. But but your friend also had the neighbor keep tabs. Now, here's the thing. It could go two ways because we have a fucking crazy neighbor too who will alert us. Let me set up my backyard. So the pool, whatever, and you have the, we have these big, huge trees. So we have a lot of land. We cannot see through to our neighbor's house. But before the trees grew up, we had, my uncle was outside on the porch one morning smoking a cigarette and our neighbor, I'm going to call her Joe. Our neighbor Joe called the cops because she thought we were being robbed. He was out there like 8 a.m. and the police showed up guns drawn on our back porch on my uncle. I understand that situation. And literally my mom was so fucking pissed. She's like, are you insane? We have company. Quit fucking spying on our house. But now it could go the other way where your friend asked the neighbor to keep tabs. So I think that's what happened in the situation. And if those are the facts, you need to just say, this wasn't worth it. You don't trust me. Now, we have eight cameras outside of our house right now. It is like four fucking knocks. Only because Jeff needed a project during quarantine and he was like, let's get a bigger security system. We have an alarm inside and we have the ring camera, but he wanted to set up all the cameras all over. And truly too, we live on the river, so we get a lot of wild animals. So it's also can track, like if we get like a crazy coyote in the backyard, it lets us know, are we allowed to let Rigatoni out on the leash? Whatever, you get it. But, but it's, it is to the point where we had a guy come out because we're trying to figure out some home theater stuff. And he was like, you have eight cameras? And kind of looked at me. I was like, dude, I don't have anything in the house that's valuable. I don't have like the blood diamond. But yeah, we have a high tech security system outside the house. Thought about getting one of those little dog treat video things for when I eventually can go out and then I can keep an eye on rigs. But I would never have like cameras inside my house. Now, of course, if you have a baby, you got to monitor and all that shit. But this seems a little excessive. Like at this point, she shouldn't have even fucking asked you to watch her house. You know, was this some sort of friendship test? Fuck, you know, the first place I would check and see if she has cameras in the pantry. Nothing pisses me off more than when you go to somebody's house and they're like, have whatever you want. Snacks are on us. Like, da da da, da. You know, you used to babysit and they'd be like, help yourself to the pantry. Or then you'd sometimes babysit for that really cheap fucking family or that crazy OCD mom. And she'd be like, you know, put a quarter in the jar for the gummies you ate. You're like, listen, Leslie, I can't. But I would would check the pantry because if this woman's asking her neighbors to keep tabs on, you know, when the mail's coming, who's coming and going, she probably already knows because she has cameras outside. But I check the pantry because I guarantee you, you're going to check out of this house and you're going to have a fat fucking snack bill. And then I would be furious. Absolutely friggin' not. Either ask me to watch your house and let me know where the cameras are and let's keep things kosher or don't ask. I don't need Roger next door doing a, you know, fucking crime scene sketch every time my mom drops off a lasagna. Absolutely friggin' not. Catherine, thanks for calling in. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hi, Heather. It's Nicole from Connecticut. I love you. And I just wanted to call in and say that I just had an absolutely not at Whole Foods and I'm like cringing still because I walked in and there's like an altercation going on with an employee and then a guy who's not wearing a mask. He was a total juice head and he was like, I don't need to wear a mask. I have a medical condition and the freaking 
um, Whole Foods was like, listen, bro, if you don't put the fucking mask on, you're going to have a worse medical condition with a fucking tube down your throat. And I was fucking dying. Like, absolutely not to the guy who was like, I'm not going to wear the mask. But then absolutely yes to the Whole Foods employee. Shout out Whole Foods, who was like, no, dude. Like, if you don't put the fucking mask on, you're going to die. I just wanted to let you know. I love you. Thanks. Bye. Nicole, this is great. Okay, first of all, I love your impression of the, the like the dude, like absolutely not, bra. Um, shout out to Whole Foods, good for them. You know, shout out to, of course, as always, all the essential workers. But fuck my crew. I told you, my Trader Joe's have been holding it the fuck down since day one. My Whole Foods team been on their game. Oh, there's nothing. Okay, nothing makes me more uncomfortable than a public fight. Now, obviously, like that's crazy. But you know, when you watch enough like World Star on the internet and you're like, everybody's fighting all the time. I'm I'm not a fighter. Like if you were to come up to me and accost me in public, if you were like, you're a whore, Heather, I would laugh and probably say something funny back. Like I would never be like, what'd you say? Huh? Like it just, that doesn't, you know, it takes a lot to get me revved up, truly. And then, but once I do snap, whole city's on fire. So just going to let you know about that. Sleep with one eye open. So you're walking into Whole Foods and there's just a juice head, like probably like a poly D type real Italian because you're in Connecticut. He's, he's roid raging. First and foremost, you know, he has no idea where he is. He probably was going in to get some more, you know, bananas to add to his protein shakes. He's juiced up, raging raw. So he probably didn't even realize that the steroids were, were speaking through him, you know? And I, because if you're around somebody who really does that kind of, you know, illegal weightlifting, if you will, and they're in that creatine, the roids, the juicing, all of that, I mean, they'll pick up the end of your car and move it just because they got to go. So one, and I'm not, I'm not defending him, but he may not have had any idea where he was. He may have thought he was going into Gold's Gym. You know what I mean? He may have been like, where am I? Because you just walked in at the tail end of the conversation. Even then it doesn't justify it because he should have had a mask on going to the gym. Regardless though, it's probably the steroids talking through him, which is also a form of, you know, devil worship. So it, it was a, it was Satan, truly. Um, but I love that the Whole Foods employee was just like, you're going to be fucking breathing through it too, bro. Lock it up. There's nothing better than like, you know, we, we live in this day and age where the customer's always right. And I don't agree with that. The customer's 90% of the time wrong. Whenever I have my boom in business, that customer service line will be on and popping. But there's nothing better than when somebody is, a customer's clearly in the wrong. And then you have somebody from a corporation being like, hey, you know what, Mr. Johnson, suck my dick, get off this flight. That's fucking great. And I'm sure you were just going in there you know, probably trying to pick up some chicken salad. They have a wonderful Sonoma chicken salad, maybe some more almond milk, you know, maybe a couple bottles of chilled rosé because you're having a cute picnic with your friends. I don't know what your purchases at Whole Foods are. Unfortunately, the hot bar has been closed near me, so I'm very upset about that. I find it interesting that Georgia is a little bit of a lackadaisical state. We've definitely tighten things up. But, um, you know, Governor Kemp wanted to open bowling alleys, but I can't get the fucking hot bar at Whole Foods. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But I love that you walked into that and then you're just like shaking. You're like, I just saw a fight in public. You know, whoa. And then you just got a Whole Foods employee just roasting this guy who's on roids. That's fucking great. I love every second of it. Good thing you didn't get, you know, 
caught in the crossfire. Because if this guy would have, you know, you could have been standing at the wrong place. He could have turned around, snap, bit you. Just taking a chunk out of your arm because he's on so many drugs. And maybe it wasn't steroids. Maybe it was angel dust. Because angel dust can sometimes make you think that you're above the law. Not sometimes. Usually 150% of the time that you're on angel dust, you don't really think about the rules. I'm sure there's a couple bodybuilders out there on full, full dust. And that's something you got to look out for. And maybe the bigger conversation is maybe we need to look into, you know, the gym community and see if people are, how everyone's doing there. They're on the dust. Watch out. Good job for the Whole Foods employee just letting them have it. But I do think that in that moment, he was trying to sort of be like rational with them. He's like, fuck, you're going to be breathing out of a tube, bro. Still giving him the facts, you know, and it was like tugging on the heartstrings a little bit, but that's great. Also, you're in fucking Connecticut. I mean, you guys were like New York, Connecticut, New Jersey. All of that was like the epicenter. Just wear the fucking mask. That's why Florida's in this fucking shit show. Because everyone went down to Florida and thought they didn't have to wear a fucking mask. Wear it. Protect yourself. Even if you're like, I don't think this is real. Wear the fucking mask to protect other people or yourself. This is a horrible thing to equate it to. It's like believing in God. Like, I'd rather believe in Jesus. And when he shows up, I'm like, good. We Gucci. I'm good than not believing in Jesus. And then when he comes back, he's like, you're going to hell. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'd rather be like on the train and like covered in the blood of Christ than when the train shows up and I'm not getting on. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. Covered in the blood of Christ. Wear your mask and don't be an asshole. Wow, these were good voicemails. Love to you. Love to Connecticut. Love to everybody out there just trying to survive. The moms out there trying to figure out, do we go fucking back to school shopping? What do we do? I had a lot of uh, college students call in and leave voicemails because they don't know their college admins haven't fucking told them what to do. So everybody is in limbo. And what we need to do is believe in the Lord and light a candle and ask for forgiveness and maybe you know what, Cheryl, go pick up your kids from the playground because school, we're we're not, we haven't even started yet. You know, at least pick them up now. Y'all are the best. I love each and every one of you. Thank you for calling into the hotline. As always, call in. Let me know what's good. I want to hear your absolutely nots. The number is 800-213-7503. Y'all are the freaking best. I'll catch you next week on the absolute, what? Absolute? Absolutely not mine. God, I want to do a jingle. All right, babies, love and light. See you next time. Ciao, Bella. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.